That's almost that as, that's almost as bad as talking about it before the show. That's right. All right, but it's your goal now, so. All right, welcome back to the 24 Podcast. Back again Hi. with... Hey, Mark, how you doing? Hey, it's been a while. I know. It seems like it's been uh, forever since the two of us have. It's been a couple weeks. And so we had the uh, season wrap-up with um, me and Jack Zola. And yeah. then um, last episode, you and Joel talked about redemption. Yep. Right. And so that was pretty cool. Yeah. And so... Had a good time. <clears throat> You know, it was so, fun because it was fun because we could actually spend time talking about it because we were only talking about like one episode <laughs> rather yeah, than no. trying to hit eight at once. And that's probably what's going to be like whenever we get to um, LAD because because yeah. we'll be have one episode to be able to focus on. And so we'll be able to dive in deeper. Less than two months, by the way. Yes, it is. Less than two months. Tick, 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 tick. Which, by the way, we got a, um, a little bit better of a preview yes we did still doesn't so, show a lot but it's a certainly a typical tv preview so i was it, happy about better, that it's better than the super bowl one <laughs> yeah why well, yeah jack and we had a quite an argument about that i remember so. <laughs> but i got i got they flipped me crap about that oh what if that's what mark was looking for yeah it was what i was looking for by golly and if i would have seen that at super bowl i would have been happier yeah but i know happier. i know i'm in the i'm in the minority on that i think i'm the only 24 fan in all the world that wasn't happy with it but maybe it's because i think it's okay let's not rehash this completely but okay. <laughs> i think it's i think it's because you and i and, and and joel and jack although obviously joel and jack were happy with it but i think it's because we've been so engrossed in 24 for the last six months that you know, we've rehashed all that stuff. So it wasn't like, a, oh, my gosh, 24 is back out. I didn't know this. You know, we knew about it. So I right. think that's why I was looking for more. So I guess for the typical person, it was probably fine. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, too. But but anyway, so it's pretty good because, I mean, they kind of gave a little bit of a storyline set up right. for what we're looking at. And so right. so they, they gave some glimpses of Heller and obviously Jack. Yeah, that um, typical like video Toad. camera footage. Yeah, and um, I I couldn't quite tell. I only only watched it once actually. Right. I should watch it watched more it twice because I was trying to catch other spots that I missed. But but there was uh one spot where Jack was talking to I believe it was Chloe. Yeah, that was my guess. And and he and he's saying that if he said it would be very bad if an American president was assassinated on foreign soil. Right. And so I, I think it was Chloe that he was talking to, basically trying to convince her that they need to work together to figure right. this out. Because our assumption is Chloe, well, that's what they've said, is that Chloe is completely against the government now. So Right. Jack's trying to talk a little sense into her. Say, so, hey, okay, I, yeah, we know that you got, got these hard feelings, but... Uh... <laughs> right. Yeah, and then um, uh, they, they were... Apparently, Jack was seen on video, and that's how the CIA was able to find where he was or find right. where he is, whichever tense anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean a good little clip. Maybe we'll have, uh, yeah. um, have that embedded in the show notes. Right. Maybe we'll get some more too. Here's hoping. Yeah, that would be nice. And yeah. so like, like I mentioned before, it'd be nice if we had a nice five to eight minute, Mm-hmm. Um, little the, short. The, t- the typical prequel that they typically have before a new season. Yes. That's what we need. And, you know, maybe they'll do that a couple weeks before or a month before. We should be able to find out within a month or so, I would think. 
So we're getting close. Down to the wire. I keep telling my yes. wife we need to, uh, and I'm going to say this on a podcast that gets tons of listens, so everybody maybe bugs my wife. No, no nobody can bug my <laughs> wife about it because she's not on social media really. But um, if they could, they should. But I'm, I'm harassing her about needing to get satellite back. We haven't had satellite since... Ironically, since 24 stopped, I think is when we quit having satellite. <laughs> and so now we need it back so I can watch it again. That, that sounds about right. I mean, Chloe yeah. shut off the satellite, so I mean, well, there you go. <laughs> and, what is the, and what is the purpose of having satellite if 24 is not on? That's, I, I'm just saying. So, anyways, yes. that's neither here nor there. Season 7. <laughs> season, yeah, season 7. seven. So this we, is what? Um, four years. We're four years after. The yeah, season four six. years after season six, and I think it's important to note also that this is um, season six was twenty months after season five, so this is almost seven years almost since season five when Tony died. Yes, supposedly. it's been quite some time. Quite so, some time. and it's uh, I don't know, probably a matter of what weeks, probably since uh. Redemption. Does it really say exactly how long? Well, I, I know that it, I, I think it's a number of months. Um, yeah, they don't I can't really remember. Say. I know during Redemption we have uh, President Taylor being sworn in, um, but they don't really. Yeah, I think it has been months because you have uh, Henry Taylor has not gotten over the death of their son, and they they make it sound like he sh- probably should have been kind of getting over it by then. You know, at least being able to deal with it. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. I think it was probably several months. Yeah, so I, yeah, I I think there was something in there that alluded to the fact that there were several months, Mm -hmm. maybe six months or even something like that, right? Into it, but anyway, so, so Sangala is getting worse. Hundreds of thousands of people have been killed by General Juma or Mister Detective Norris, whatever you want to call him. Um, (laughs) and we find out that uh, Jack is before a Senate committee hearing, and um. It's the guy from that '70s show. I know I shouldn't think of him that way, but that's what I think of. Like I was, I was thinking about this. I, I, I think I mentioned it when we, when I was talking to Joel. But I always expected him to like revert into his that '70s show character. Yeah, <laughs> like be talking to Jack, and he's like, "I don't know if you've been smoking doobies or what, but I don't know why you think you could do, you know, something like that." <laughs> but would have been funny, but he didn't. Uh, but does a very fine job, I thought, and um, it it really sets the tone. I think for all of season seven, which I'm sure is why they did it. But that, that speech, um, and, and not only the speech that Jack gives, but also the, the view of, uh, Senator mayor, um, regarding, uh, CTU and what CTU did and, and how they, um, you know, how they went about doing their job, I think really sets the tone because you see throughout season seven, you know, the, the comments over and over again about, um, you know, we're the FBI. We don't we don't break the rules. We we follow the rules. We don't do that kind of stuff. We're not CTU. And and they make all these comments. And I'm torn. I'm torn. I think they set the stage, but I I wonder how much the writers and the creators of 24 were trying to soften the whole idea that you know 24 condones torture. Hmm. Which, if they're doing it for politically correct reasons, probably will just completely annoy me. But yeah. <laughs> No, that's neither here nor there. Really, but but it does. I mean, that sets the entire stage for everything. You know, Jack's being questioned and being drug out on the carpet for everything he supposedly did wrong. And, you know, Senator Mayer is basically saying, look, you know, you need to answer to the American people for this. We have laws. You can't just do this kind of stuff. And, and Jack's response is 
absolutely killing. It is. I mean, basically, and it's you know it's what we've talked about with Jack all through this, and what we've noticed as we're going through the seasons this time is that you know Jack doesn't think he's above the law. Everybody thinks that Jack thinks he's above the law, but he doesn't. I mean, he basically says, look, I felt like what I had to do was necessary, and I'm willing to accept the consequences for doing what I feel was necessary. Right. And if you want me to apologize for that, well, sorry. <laughs> basically. So we have that clip, don't we? Yeah, we? yeah we'll play that here. Right. And we'll have the um, okay. video in the show notes. Also. We're going to have a lot of videos in the show yes. notes. But anyway, here's uh, here's the clip of it. At the record show, this is the third day of this Senate hearing investigating human rights violations by the recently disbanded counter-terrorist unit. Yesterday when we adjourned, we were discussing brutality and torture by CTU agents in the course of their operations. Will the witness please state his name? Jack Bauer. Mr. Bauer, I don't see your counsel present. Is he or she not aware that we're about to start? I've chosen not to retain counsel. Mr. Bauer, I have to advise you that many of the questions that we're about to pose to you are of a legal nature and might result in answers that could incriminate you. I understand that, Senator. We can postpone your testimony until this afternoon if you'd like to bring in representation, something that I would strongly advise. What is the first question, Senator? All right, then. Let's begin. Mr. Bauer. Who is Ibrahim Haddad? That information is classified. We represent the people of the United States, and we have declassified those files on their behalf. Now, I'm going to ask you one more time. Who is Ibrahim Haddad? He was a member of a terrorist sleeper cell CTU had under surveillance in 2002. And isn't it true that you detained Mr. Haddad without due process and that you used extreme interrogation methods on him until he answered your questions? Yes, sir. Would you say that you broke procedure with this interrogation? Probably. Probably. Well, that's a very cavalier answer. You don't seem to care about the implications here. Well, Mr. Bauer? I'm sorry, Senator, I didn't hear a question. All right, then. Did you torture Mr. Haddad? According to the definition set forth by the Geneva Convention, yes, I did. Senator, why don't I save you some time? It's obvious that your agenda is to discredit CTU and generate a series of indictments. My only agenda is to get to the truth. I don't think it is. Excuse me. Ibrahim Haddad had targeted a bus carrying 45 people, 10 of which were children. The truth, Senator, is I stopped that attack from happening. By torturing Mr. Haddad. By doing what I deem necessary to protect innocent lives. So basically what you're saying, Mr. Bauer, is that the ends justify the means and that you are above the law. When I am activated, when I am brought into a situation, there is a reason. And that reason is to complete the objectives of my mission at all costs. Even if it means breaking the law. For a combat soldier, the difference between success and failure is your ability to adapt to your enemy. The people that I deal with, they don't care about your rules. All they care about is a result. My job is to stop them from accomplishing their objectives. I simply adapted. 
In answer to your question, am I above the law? No, sir. I am more than willing to be judged by the people you claim to represent. I will let them decide what price I should pay. But please do not sit there with that smug look on your face and expect me to regret the decisions that I have made. Because, sir, the truth is, I don't. Yeah, I just love that. So that is definitely my favorite moment. We've talked about that, I think, literally since episode one. It is. And we're finally here. It is. I know. (laughs) Time flies, kind of. (laughs) No, it's, you know, I just love, you know, you can tell that that Jack is, I mean, he's had a lot of struggles and and he's been, you know, he's had some, you know, struggles with what he's had to do. But you can tell at this point in time, he's come to terms and he's at peace with what he had to Mm do. And he's willing to accept whatever, you know, whatever the government determines or the people determine has to happen to him. But before any of that can happen, he's saved. Yeah, in a sense. By by Renee Walker. In in walks Renee and walks up to the bench and kind of pulls rank in a way, saying, hey, we have uh, active investigation and he is vital to being able to make the next move. And so... And we're taking him. Yeah, I, I like the comment that he, um, that Senator Mayor made when when she says, "Yeah, we need Jack Bauer." It's like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that there's probably a long line. That's right. And so that's right. Yeah. So do the rest of us. You can wait. But he he saves face really well, knowing that there's no getting out of it. They're leaving. You know, mm-hmm. he he's getting to leave. So he saves face pretty well and says, "Okay, well, you come right back when you're done." You know, or something like that. Yeah. And, it's like okay. And. uh you know, by this time, we've already had in this season, by this by the time Renee shows up, we've already had kind of a uh, bombshell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right at the beginning, we have this guy driving in the car with his daughter, and they get, like, T-boned. Yeah. And he gets kidnapped, and the daughter's screaming, which completely killed me because I have kids. And so when she's, like, screaming in the car, Daddy! You know, that was, like, made me want to cry. But, <laughs> you know, he's in the car, and then all of a sudden, this guy's talking to him, and... What was I, I got to ask you, Josh? Everybody notices something different. What was it that made you notice who it was that was talking to him? Oh, I mean, there there's there something a little bit in his voice, and so okay. I mean, it was it, I, I didn't quite catch it at first um, that that's what it was at first. But of course, I mean, when I saw this, um, I had already seen previews letting me know that he was right. back. Um. And that, right. but but and so I didn't make the connection instantly. I don't think, but I mean, they're, I mean, looking back again, I can hear it and hear the voice a little bit. But it, but again, it was a little, it was like a little deeper and a little gruffer than than normal. Right. But I, you, you, when you really listen, you can tell that it's his voice. So I don't know if I'm the only one in the world, but it was not the voice that I caught. It was the soul patch. <laughs> Like, totally. Like, through the ski mask, I'm like, dude, that's Tony. He's got the soul patch. <laughs> so, I, and then after that, you know, I reckon, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's his voice, too. And um, I don't remember. I'm assuming I had seen the previews for season seven, and I'm assuming I knew he was coming back. But I don't remember that now. So I was just watching it again, you know, as if I'd never seen it before. You know, I knew Tony comes back, but um, I didn't know when. I knew he came back. I didn't, re- I'd forgotten that it was, like, within the first, you know, minute and 38 yeah. seconds or whatever it was. Um, so anyways, yeah, Tony kidnaps this guy. And, and so you're left thinking, what the heck is Tony doing? You know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of a bummer. You know, I, when we, when we last saw Tony, he was on the good side of the law. 
Well, sort of. Well, kind of. I mean, he was angry. He was getting ready to kill Christopher Henderson, but yeah, he was a little bit angry, a little bit frustrated with the government, and and uh, but you didn't by any means think he was a bad guy. I mean, Tony had played this part since what season three of you know the government screwed up my life, and I don't really want anything to do with him. So you just figured he was just pouting still, basically. Right. And then uh, you know, then all of a sudden it turns out that you know he's kind of the for what we know for a while he's the mastermind behind this whole. CIP device and and we watch Tony like just about crash a, crash a couple jets and um, threatens the uh, FAA or the yeah the FAA and basically tells them look next time we're not we're not screwing yeah. around <laughs> just so you know <clears throat> yeah so that was kind of an interesting that was an interesting twist it was and then of course have... I mean Jack obviously had a lot of struggles um, coming to right. grips with that he's just like wait a minute um, excuse me <laughs> and so um, well. And, and and let's not jump forward here too much to twenty four LED, but you wonder if Tony did end up in it. Like like I always thought maybe they'd like have some sort of reunion. I don't know if they would. Because Tony has done this to Jack a few times. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like Jack's like already like, wow, Tony's working against the government. And then he finds out that he's not, and we find out that he's working with um Bill and, and Chloe and but then not to ruin it, you find out he is. I mean he switches sides. I mean ridiculously amount of times so you wonder if if we see him in LAD if Jack's gonna like be his friend still or if he's just gonna want to put a bullet in his head I don't know well probably, he might just yeah, be done with might, him. might be a George Mason kind of thing at like at the beginning of season two when he's just uh <laughs> this is a no offense George I just don't trust you <laughs> so, right, so like yeah. hey Tony I, I know we have have some deep history but I I can't really trust you right now you tried to kill me <laughs> right a couple times right yeah. So yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing and, and you know, we uh so we watched Tony do that and you know the entire US government's looking for him because and and that's why they grab Jack because they're like, Hey Jack, maybe you can help and it's an interesting dynamic seeing Jack work with the uh, FBI. Because, you know, they threaten him and they're like, We know your history and you know, you torture people and so they're like, Okay, well and Jack's like, Okay, well I'll do whatever you say and it's interesting. They go visit that one guy. What was his name? Um oh, He's the guy that plays on Sons of Anarchy and a bunch of other stuff plays in uh, Braveheart. But yeah, they go to visit him. And basically Renee's point is, let's take him with us because this guy doesn't know how far Jack will go. And he knows Jack well enough to know that <laughs> who knows what he'll mm-hmm. do. So they get there and he's not talking. And it's awesome because, you know, Jack asks him a question or something. And then Renee or he asks Renee, he's like, so how far can I go? She's like, whatever you need to do. And he like grabs a pen and he's like, I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> I'm like, Gets ready to like take out his eye with a pen, and the guy's like, "Wait, wait, wait! I'll tell you." And uh, <laughs> he's like, "I don't want to lose my good looks." <laughs> right, right. Before he can tell him, obviously, a sniper kills him. But afterwards, I thought was what what I thought was funny about that whole situation was um, afterwards, Renee made some comment on like, "How far would you have gone?" And Jack's like, "You told me to go as far as I needed to go." He's like, "It doesn't Jack's really like, matter now," but. I was going to get the information. I mean, you told me. And Renee's sitting there like, you can tell in her mind she's thinking, well, I didn't mean it. Yeah. I, <laughs> it was called a I was bluff. just saying it for his benefit. Yeah. Jack's like, well, don't tell me that. I'll do it. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, they uh, catch up with Tony. Catch Tony. And all this while, we have uh, President Taylor who's dealing with uh, Sangala. And we find out very quickly that um, Colonel Dubaku is behind all of this. Which we thought we we had hoped he had died in redemption, but 
Yeah, he was not. He, he recovered. See that he didn't. Um, he was able to see a full recovery. Right. Yeah, found a full recovery. He ends up in the United States. We find out he's working with uh, Joe Hodges and, and um, several other people. And um, So you have uh, President Taylor. I almost said Cherry Jones, which is her real name. But you have President Taylor dealing with all these issues. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of having some uh, back and forth with, uh, oh, what's his name? What's her chief of staff's name? Oh, I just lost it. I know it. I know. So Ethan Kanan. I can't think of it. Hold on. Ethan Kanan, yeah. She's kind of having some back and forth with him because as they go along, you know, basically Dubaku says, look, we're going to use a CIP device to completely destroy your country and kill a bunch of people if you don't remove your troops from Sangala. And so you have President Taylor who, to her credit at this point in time, is pretty much sticking to her values. Right. And it's sad that I have to say at this point in time, but I do have to say it at this point in time. Um and is basically saying, look, we don't negotiate with terrorists. That's what I ran on. We don't negotiate with terrorists. And you have Ethan who's saying, look, we either do this or Americans die. And if Americans die instead of Sangolans, not that we want Sangolans to die, but that's the lesser of two evils, basically. So there's that, you know, discussion between the two of them. And it goes back and forth quite a few times with him saying, you know, there's no choice here. We have to withdraw and President Taylor saying, well, you know, the Sangolans are waiting for us. They're counting on us to help. Right. Um, so, you know, that's an interesting dynamic. And then you have the interesting dynamic of her husband um, being very active in the White House. Obviously, you can kind of tell that he's he has a lot to do with her administration. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not like a typical, I guess, first lady where you never see her unless she's like promoting, you know eat healthy things or something <laughs> you know she's he, he's like right there yeah you, you know and and is obviously a trusted advisor to his wife and um but his attention is kind of split trying to figure out what's going on with you know trying to figure out who killed his son right he's convinced that somebody killed his son and everybody around him looks at him like come on really come on mm-hmm. yeah stop <laughs> um yeah because he, so, he knew there was something there right which so as that's going find out on, there is. Uh, yeah, we do find that out. Um, they finally catch Tony, take Tony back to holding, and Jack says, "Let me interrogate him. Let me ask him. I know this guy better than anybody." And Larry Moss, who's head of FBI, is like, "Yeah, that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. We're not doing this. No, there's no way." And Renee talks him into it basically, and um, you know, Renee's already lied to Larry once, I think. And I mean, I guess this is one of those where it's like. I, I think of it as like, you know, when your kids hang out with somebody and then they start acting like that kid and you're like, okay, you can't play with him anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the way Larry Moss is with Renee and Jack <laughs> <laughs> because like within like the first 30 minutes of Jack being with her, like he almost tortures somebody. They lie to Larry because they realize that somebody inside the FBI is leaking information. <laughs> and so Larry is basically like, yeah, I don't want you playing with him anymore. <laughs> that's not exactly what he says, but it's kind of the idea of it. He's like, don't ever lie to me again and don't ever take his advice or anything he says. But she convinces him to let Jack talk to Tony. Mm-hmm. And Jack's ticked because, I mean, Jack's like, dude, what's wrong with you? You know, we were friends and now you're destroying the government, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. And Tony basically tells him to where he can take it and shove it. And Jack, you know, does the typical let's throw the table across the room, which I think is mostly for show, typically. Probably. Um, <laughs> but it seems like it happens every time Jack interrogates somebody. <laughs> but he has him up against the wall, choking him. 
and just about kills Tony. I mean, literally. Yeah. And uh, Tony, what mentions his what was it like his um his old like CTU code word or something? Yeah, it was an old C- CTU code that um told Jack that he was supposed to call um a certain number. Right. And um, I can't remember now what it is. My mind just went blank. Yeah, I don't remember what they called it. But anyway, so Jack, like, they, you know, Larry Moss gets in there and says, get him out of here. And, you know, they're checking up on Tony. And so Jack goes out and calls this number. And basically, said, he has no idea who he's calling. But he's like, hey, I just, Tony Almeida gave me this, you know, code. And that I'm supposed to call his number. And so here I am. And it's Bill Buchanan. Yeah. And you're like, Bill! <laughs> like, everybody in the world is, like, cheering at this point in time. Because we all like Bill. Bill's gotten older. Yeah. Well, this is Bill yeah, this is older. four years later. I mean, obviously, a lot of stress. Yeah, from... yeah, you know, he's gone through the whole being fired or resigning, and you kind of get the idea that he and Karen aren't together anymore. Well, um, well, we had talked about that, we... but I, yeah. in, in one of the scenes, I saw that he still had a wedding ring on. Oh, well, maybe they are together still. So I didn't know if maybe he was still kind of like clinging on the hope. Or maybe, maybe they were right. still together, um, just obviously not maybe in the same place. Off on business or something, yeah. What do you think so, Karen Hayes is doing at this point in time? Like, just theoretically. Is she uh, like a, do you think she's like an advisor for somebody or like a private contractor or, I wonder, I just kind of wonder. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Very interesting. I can see, I I can see her being like it. a, I can see her being like the CEO of like a company. Well, maybe like going to the private private sector and being like a CEO or like a, a consultant for a company that, you know, does business somewhere or something. I don't know. Anyways, total side note. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder about these backstories sometimes. But so we find out Chloe's there as well. Right. And basically Bill says, Jack, you don't know what you're talking about. Tony's on our side. Mm-hmm. And you, you got to imagine that like part of me at that point in time was like, oh, you know, sigh of relief for Jack. But then when Jack breaks, okay, so Jack breaks Tony out, right? Right. And they get back to Bill and Chloe, and Bill explains what's going on. You can tell Jack's not really buying it. Like, he's he's a little bit annoyed with this whole thing. He's like, well, you guys are the only people I can trust, but I don't like it. <laughs> and he even yeah. turns him, like, I couldn't believe it. Like, he's sitting there, and he looks, and he's like, I'll go along with it, but the first sign that I see you guys are screwing up, I'm going straight to the, the authorities. I'm done. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, which um, which were introduced to a um, kind of an anti Chloe, mm-hmm. or or bit. Chloe's competition, or the next Chloe. I don't know. Yes, uh, what's and her so, name? So, um, Janice. Yeah, what's her real name? Right. Um, mm, she's really popular. Janine Garofalo. Yes. yes, there you go. She's a very popular, <clears throat> very widely known. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah so because uh, Chloe was using the surveillance, she tapped right. into the surveillance to be able to help. Jack break Tony out and um, Janice noticed it and said, Hey, I need to get these people out of here. And so, and so she kicked her out at first, but then, um, then Chloe started getting back in and Janice is like, man, whoever this is is good. Well, and I love what's his name. The the other guy there that's like, well, just, just stop her. And she's like, if I could, I would. (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) Yeah. So you have that. And it's funny because you, there's that, you can tell that whole oh no you didn't, <laughs> and then like yeah, and there's that competition, them. right? There's that competition you see through the whole season all the way up to the end, right? So yeah, so we yeah. have we have that yeah you're right I I'd forgotten about her, um, and then you have the other guy in FBI that you know we probably should mention real briefly, yeah he's kind of a punk, 
Like, he is. I, I don't really know about him. I'm just, yeah. It, he's he's two-timing his wife and then yeah. turns on the one that he's sleeping with. Yeah. And all that. And, of course, of course he's working with the he's, Ibaku. He's but, a gem. He's just a gem. Of course, gem. we don't find that out early on. But. Right. Yeah. And see, <laughs> I did not remember that until you told me that now. So thanks for that. Spoiler hey, alert. Could... <laughs> spoiler alert for everybody else now that Mark knows. No. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised, though. He, uh, Yeah, he's, you know... It's interesting the way they do this in 24 sometimes because you realize he's a like a scumbag, but you don't ever really make that leap to, you know, <laughs> actively conspiring against the government. You just figure he's a scumbag. Right. Like you figure he's a guy that's like trying out for his own career and, right. uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, he's a punk. Like he calls he calls the FAA to get his wife's like plane landed. Yeah. Using Larry's, using Larry's uh, code. <laughs> so yeah this is a uh, special agent in charge larry moss <laughs> it's like no you're not what are you talking about yeah <laughs> but he uh yeah so he's the other interesting character and he's always like right next to janice saying what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing how come nobody's telling me what's going on how come nobody's telling me what's going on which makes total sense later on because you know certainly digging for information um yeah. so yeah so we have that and then we have they'd captured jack and renee had captured the sniper that had killed um what's his bucket you just told me his name too and i can't remember what it was anyways they caught caught the sniper he's in the uh, hospital right a and janice go to visit with him even though they're not supposed to because he's asked for legal counsel renee goes in and says you know tell me what i want to know and she says he says no and he's like you can't do anything to me and the people that know me basically he says they're gonna kill me anyway so you're not getting anything out of me i mean he knows he knows how this works Mm -hmm. They're going to kill me, so I can't say anything. But right. Renee, like, is a little ticked off with him and, like, is choking or grabs his face or something and says, tell me what I need to know. And Janice is like, stop, Renee. Okay, she didn't do it quite like that. But you yeah, can basically tell that she's like, hey, you are, like, going way over the line here. And so they go out and they find out that the legal team's coming. And Renee's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're running out of time. So she's, like, totally turning into Jack here, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> so they go yeah. to Paul and she basically tells Janice, you got to stall him. Janice is like, yeah, I, what? She, yeah, <laughs> you gotta stall him. She's like, "That's against the law. We're breaking like what, what her lines like. We're breaking like fifty federal statutes." Yeah, <laughs> Renee just looks at her and is like, "And <laughs> you know, a total Jack move." She's like, "And this is our only lead." So, <laughs> it, yeah, it was definitely a Jack Chloe moment. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Yeah, that that is a great analogy. That's a great you know. <laughs> I just do it. Yeah, <laughs> Chloe, we're running out of time. Um. <laughs> anyway, so Janice is like, "Crap. Okay, fine." So she's like leading these guys all over the uh, the that wing of the hospital or something, and Renee goes back and says, "Okay, you're gonna tell me what I want to know." And he's like, "I'm not telling you anything." And so she pulls out her gun and like starts pushing on like the bullet wound he has. Yeah. And like, I can't imagine how much that hurts. <laughs> yeah. But you can tell even Renee though, like she's kind of wincing, like I can't believe I'm doing this. And then yeah. he doesn't say anything as she walks away, and you can tell like she's about in tears. Yeah, like, she's yeah she's having a hard time with that. You know, which you wonder what Jack was like when he first started at CTU. Maybe he was the same way. Maybe you gotta, you probably, you probably gotta build your tolerance up for inflicting torture and pain. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it, that's an interesting conversation. It's an acquired taste. You know what? The NSA <laughs> is going to be listening to our podcast, saying, "Okay, make sure we watch them." <laughs> we'll tap their phones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so after that, like she comes back, she's like, you need to tell me what I need to know and like grabs his air ventilation tube, which he's breathing through his throat. So I don't know what happened to him, but he's not doing well. Um, and he's like, you can't do that. You're FBI. And yeah, 
she's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And what did she say? She's like, well, you better use your less breath wisely then or something like that. And like, yeah, <laughs> kinks the hose. And uh, <laughs> so apparently he, she gets some information out of him <laughs> because yeah. as the lawyers are getting well, then they're like they realize that the nurses realize that something's going wrong. The respirator's not working. But yeah. she's blocked. She's why. blocked the door. <laughs> and uh, I love like Janice is sitting there and like, what's going on? Is somebody in there with her <laughs> or with him? And she's like, I job. She's I like, don't, I don't know. I have <laughs> no idea what's going on. And I am completely not OK with everything that's going on that I don't know about. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. Like, because uh, <laughs> she walks out like they're trying to get in. And she finally opens the door and she looks at the lawyers and she's like, she's he's all yours, boys. And then walks away. <laughs> and they're like we need to talk to you walk fast, walk fast. <laughs> yeah and then she just keeps walking I'm like that is so awesome <laughs> so Renee yeah. is turning into Jack very quickly yes and uh, doing a fine job at it I might add I, I like Renee yeah Um. yeah so that's been the, the major th- well then we have Um. let's see what else do we have here oh well we have Jack gets back undercover or not Jack oh. Tony right is that where you're going yeah Jack yeah Jack and Tony um, get back undercover. And so, I mean, because they find out that Tony's trying to track how extensive the, um, the, um, conspiracy goes right. in the government. And so, and so they get Tony back in. Right. Um, and part of that is Jack helping as well. Um, and so Jack gets, gets in. Mm-hmm. And so he has to beat up a couple guys to be able to kind of prove himself and, and all that, and so, but he gets in. What's that guy's name? The main guy that Tony's working with. Oh man, I should know that. I should too. It's not any of the uh, main people here. I'm like digging through here to see if I can find him. Ooh, Kim's in this one. I forgot that. Um, yeah, later. And Aaron Pierce. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, crap, I can't think of his name. Anyways, that guy, Emerson. Emerson. Yeah. Emerson. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, it's Jack beats him up because obviously you can tell like, and I know Jack and Tony notice this. I'm sure as soon as they walk in this this built this um house, and Tony's called him and basically said, "Hey, you know, Bauer helped me escape, and you know he's like me. He's you know disgruntled with the government and tired of the crap and whatnot." And you can tell from like the minute they walk in the house that they're gonna kill Jack. <laughs> I mean, Emerson's like, "You come with me." Uh, Jack, you go with these guys. And they're like, okay, let's go in this dark basement where there's no windows and only one chair in the middle of the room. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, come on, you don't think Jack knows um, what's going on here? Yeah, oh, uh, red flag. <laughs> Jack's like, I've watched a few of these movies. As a matter of fact, I've been in these situations <laughs> on both sides. And, yes. And the guy, it's hilarious because this guy's like, take a seat. And it's like, okay, yeah, Jack's just going to sit there. Right. And so, you know, Jack sits there for what, like, a minute maybe before maybe. he like beats the crap out of the one guy standing next to him. And then yeah, like, the one guy turns his back and so they grabs clocks the other, the other guy with a two by four or something. And then, you know, at that point, Emerson hears what's going on. I think the guy shot a couple times at back and just because he's dumb. Um, so Emerson and Tony come downstairs and Jack by this time has got the guy hostage. <laughs> and, yeah. And, you know, Jack does a great job of, of establishing his cover. Basically says, you know, I have nowhere left to go. If you want to shoot me, fine. But you better have better people than these idiots. I think he calls them, like, street cops or something or traffic cops. Yeah, <laughs> some, <laughs> some derogatory term like that. 
But uh, <laughs> um, no, no, no offense to any, yeah, no offense <laughs> any police to any officer that may be listening. But have you noticed that? Like, this is totally off subject, and I know we're we're cutting short on time. But have you noticed that these shows always make regular cops look like they're the biggest bumbling idiots in the world? Like, yeah, they do. Like, it, they, I'm like, they're not that bad. I mean, I guess maybe you know, compared to like special forces people, but it's it's kind of funny. It's like I don't think it's that easy to like disarm a cop. Maybe I don't know. I've never tried. But it seems like the bad guys are always like, it's like they might as well be attacking a 10-year-old girl or something <laughs> as a cop. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so he calls them like street cops or something and basically tells Emerson, if you want to kill me, fine. <laughs> but I have nowhere else to, off to go and I am not, you know, here to, you know, mess with your plans. I just, Tony said you could get me out of the country and that's why I'm here. Yeah. And uh, Emerson and Jack have a good little conversation about why Jack came back and um, Jack basically says, this is home, but, you know, I found out. And then Emerson says something like, oh, yeah, great welcome or something like that. And Jack's like, yeah, I found that out, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. that's what he said. He's like, I want to start a dialogue about what happened, you know, and talk about it. And Emerson's like, yeah, how'd that work out? And he's like, yeah, not so well, <laughs> which is probably really how Jack felt. Like, I'm sitting there listening, and I'm like, I don't know that there's anything in this that Jack said that he doesn't believe. I mean, right. he he, you know, told the parts of the story that made it sound good. But it's not like he was lying about it. And uh, Emerson mm-hmm. certainly could find that, figure that out and was able to notice that. But, uh, yeah. 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 I, I think we're going to have to stop there for this week. Yeah. We actually yeah. didn't get as, as far as we normally no, would. We we'll, have to make, we'll have to make up some ground. Yeah. Tune in <laughs> next week. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of good stuff. Um, yeah. So, I guess we'll just uh, wrap it up and then... Uh, yeah. We look forward to interacting with you. And so we're getting a lot more Twitter followers. Yes. And so uh, if you haven't followed us on Twitter at the 24 podcast, right. we would definitely love to be able to interact with you there. And so definitely a lot of good conversations go on there from time to time. Subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Twitch or not tip, 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 tip. What's that other one? Stitcher. There we go. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Stitter. No, that's not right. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, subscribe on all those yeah. places, and uh, certainly we'd love to have a review. Um, also, share it with all your friends. Make sure that you. So, so here's what people should do, Josh. They, when their friend is like hanging out and their phone's on the table, yeah, grab their phone and download and subscribe to the the podcast without them knowing. <laughs> and then when they open it up, they're like, "Oh, what's this?" And then they'll listen to it and they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, it's the Twenty Four Podcast. I love this. How did I not know about it?" Yeah, <laughs> so we know that's what's gonna happen when anybody listens to this show. So, or if you're that's a computer, you or if you're a computer hacker, you can hack into all yes. your computer, a friend's computers. Yes, and, <laughs> like and splash across their screen. <laughs> yeah, a big pop up. The twenty four podcast. I yes. like. It. There you go. Perfect. Anyways, hacking computers. <laughs> or, or you, you know, or I mean, if it's more your style, you could just recommend it to them. You know, that's fine too. Yeah, I guess it's if not you want to go to the FBI, we're Yeah, it's not as fun. But. All right. Anyway, so yeah, love to hear from you guys. All right, we'll talk to you on Twitter. Well, I almost forgot. I need to share a piece of email that came back to us. And so you can give us an fee- um, email at feedback at the24podcast.com. And so this feedback came from Jamie H. And so um said thanks for doing this podcast guys i'm so glad to share my favorite characters and moments and opinions and so shares uh, several different things here says i'll start with my favorite scene which is of course the entire series 
um, the final episode of season seven, the final scene between Jack and Renee. Jack gives Renee the only advice he can when she comes to him questioning whether she should torture her character. He tells her that he sees a bus. Uh, let me see. He, te- he tells her he sees a bus with 15 people as hostages, and that's the only thing that matters to him. He has to save the 15 people. Everything else goes out the window, and maybe by saving those people, he might save himself. He says that the laws of this country were made by men smarter than him, but he knows his heart couldn't live with that. Following the laws of sacrifice, and or, sorry, following the laws and sacrificing the people, he tells her that the only advice he can give her is to try to make the choices that she can live with. It's the finest bit of acting in the series to that point. It makes me cry every time I see it. And Jamie continues and says another favorite was season five when Jack was going to cut out the eye of the guy at the White House, Walt Cummings. I definitely think that was a good thing there. I think he should have gone ahead and cut his eye out anyway. But anyway, says Jack wants information from him about the nuclear bomb and pulls out a park uh, paring knife of all things and tells him, I'm done talking with you. You understand me? Now you've read my file. First thing I'm going to do is take out your right eye. Then I move over and I take out your left and I'm going to cut you. I'm going to keep cutting until I get the information that I need. Do you understand me? So for the last time, where is the nerve gas? Uh, and then it says here, the series got better with every season. My personal favorites were five, seven, and eight. The acting and characters were stellar in seven and eight, which brings me to my favorite characters. And the favorite characters are, um, give some explanation with each of these. I'm just going to give the name of them. So there's Renee, Jack, Chloe, Wayne Palmer, Aaron Peace, Pierce, Mike Novick, and Milo. And then my least favorite characters were President Logan, Dina Araz, Michelle Dessler, and Sherry Palmer. Um, and then some thoughts on the season, or the whole series, excuse me. 24 had a real heart. Its soul, though, wasn't really revealed until Redemption, Day 7, and Day 8. Season 7 and 8 were really a cut above the um, above because they exposed Jack's inner dialogue in ways we were never privy to before. It seems to me that the writing was elevated to a superlative level in those seasons. I think that the lines written for Jack especially were deep and revealing and showed the emotional turmoil and suffering he had experienced. Those seasons were made me or those seasons made me really love this show more than just an awesome action-packed drama. And then Jamie writes some things regarding the new season, LAD. It says, I want to see more than just Jack and Chloe back because they constantly kill off characters on the show. Ha! There aren't too many who actually can return, sadly, but I'd like to see Bill Buchanan, definitely. I'm not sure about Tony, though it wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be upset to see him. I want a good Tony. Wooden and conflicted, fine, but bad? No. And so... um kind of a commentary on this though jamie um bill buchanan was killed off he sacrificed himself in season seven so i don't think they're going to bring him back unless they come up with some kind of uh fill-in story for that but anyway it would be nice to see him back though and so uh then Jamie finishes here and says, I really hope the new season leads to a revival of the series, but have little to no hope of that, and maybe as maybe to a spin-off. I think that could be kind of cool. Something with fresher plots relevant to the current global political climate. I really, really wish they would have made it 24 episodes, but I'll take what we can get. 
And then concludes with, thanks again for making this podcast, guys. It's awesome. So we definitely think it's awesome as well. And Jamie, thank you for taking the time to fill out that feedback for us. Again, you can send us email feedback at the 24podcast.com. Or you can go to the website and click on the feedback button and fill out the form there. And so either way will work and get that to us. And we would love to be able to share that with the rest of the audience. So we're definitely thankful. And now this time for real, we're signing off. 